Well, good morning. morning. I am Pastor Robin Kidd. Um, I'm from Cross Point Church in Canton, um, and I am going to be your speaker today. Um, And the name of the class is Care Portal, Connecting Your Church to Community Needs. And um, we're going to open in prayer because I need it. Um, I know you guys recognize Renee Dembo was supposed to be leading today, and her assistant Mary was going to be assisting today. Renee is extremely sick, and Mary's story has an uncle that's passing and had to go to be with him. So I got a call at 7 o'clock this morning, and I do not work for Care Portal. (laughs) I am just a pastor of compassion who loves Care Portal, and so um, I'm going to be trying to go through their session um, for them, but also I will have actual real testimonials that I can share with you um, from our church, which to me is so impactful when it's someone um, from Ohio that has an Ohio testimony. So um, let's pray. Father God, we just come to you now, Lord, and we just praise you and honor you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just pour your spirit over this class. Lord, I pray that your words would be spoken, Lord, and I pray that you would um, stir the hearts and the minds of those here, Lord. They're in here because they're interested, and they want to know what it's about, Lord, and I pray that I would bring it across in a clear way that they would understand how it works. Lord, and I just pray that you would just give me wisdom and direct me as I speak. And uh, bless everyone here, and thank you for all you do for us. In your name I pray, amen. All right, so like I said, just give me a little bit of grace, if you don't mind, who's willing to give me a little bit of grace. God gives us grace, so you can give me grace, right? So, I have never, ever, ever done a care portal session in my life, nor have I ran a PowerPoint. So, my husband um, is usually my top man, so he got me up and running, so we're going to pray it works, okay? All right, so... Um, Care Portal. Who has heard of Care Portal before? Who has not? Wow, we're about half and half here. So it is a phenomenal um, program, and so I'm going to try to go through this PowerPoint, and I'll probably interject some things in here. And this is my very good friend, Ashley. Um, She's from our church, and she is part of the Care Portal team at our church. And so I told her to feel like she could interject at any time if I'm missing anything. And so um, You're she... You're almost a download of the map. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so here we go. We'll see how this goes. Um, okay. Um, so this started as the Global Orphan Project. Um, and this is the local church care portal orientation. Care portal is about every church doing something little. How you understand the system. There's a reporter, and the reporter is the agency that has the investigation. That could be Job and Family Services, it might be Family Services, and it could be also a foster care system um, that has foster care children ready to be um, put into the foster care system, and it also can be those who have foster care children, and they might have needs in their foster care home. So most of the families can remain intact through the community support and agency assistance. 
but sometimes the children are removed for safety reasons. Most children are returned to the parents or the extended family, but some parents have parents' rights terminated. Most of the young children get adopted, but some turn 18 are still waiting. So most of the ones that are in the transition are gonna be incarcerated, trafficked, homeless, or become teen parents. And then their children are more likely to enter the foster care system as well. Here's the review of the model of how um, Care Portal works. Um, here's your child and their family, and then the church, and then the community. So tier one says physical. Um, and it, this is to help prevent um, them from going into the foster care system and adoption or even reaching the transition. So tier one is pretty much we, what most churches all do. Um, tier one is a physical need, so you're gonna provide resources to the family to stabilize their environment of uh, the children and their caregivers. And it says caregivers because it could be parents, it could be grandparents, anybody who has um, care of that child. Tier two is relational. Um, relational supports the children and the families through time and relationship. And so the churches can decide, you know, we just wanna provide the resources, but it's really about relationships. And tier three is actually opening up your home to children or families either temporarily or permanently. And every church can do something. You don't have to always do, hey, we don't wanna do Care Portal because we don't want to have kids in our home. No, that's not how Care Portal works. You do what you feel God has called you to do. And Care Portal recognizes that and they allow um, for you to work in whatever way God has called you to call you to do. So here's the church's opportunity. The U.S. child welfare system touches more than 4 million children each year. So in those same communities, 40 million adults regularly attend church. I'm sure there's probably some big ratio that she talks about here. Um, so 4 million, 40 million. So there's enough of us who are attending church that we can impact every single one of those children. This is probably what she would have filled into, and I'm sorry, I just don't have the information. But let me tell you, if you give me a second, I am on the Care Portal um, app. And on the Care Portal app, it tells me exactly how many children um, that we have impacted. And it gives you a joy wall. And so I can scroll, and it tells me um, in the last six months that we've helped 57 children, just one church. So um, your community could be up there and your community and your church um, can be up there. And let me tell you one thing is Care Portal is not specifically Assemblies of God. Care Portal is about helping children not have to go into the foster care system and making sure that their needs are met. And so I'm so about that. I'm so about communities joining together and, and it being collaboration, not competition. And so I love this, and I love that um, we can work with other churches. And I'll just tell you, we have another church. They are an AG church, but um, when I see that they have 
said that they're going to meet a need and there's another need on that same family, I'll try to meet that need and I'll contact that person and I'll give it to them so that they have that contact rather than two or three churches being in contact. Because the more times that you interact with that family, the more likely you're going to build a relationship with them. And what happens is you build relationships with them. And so um, it's not about the items that you give them most of the time. Yes, they really need them, but most of the time um, it's about building relationships so that someday um, if they don't already know Jesus, that they will know Jesus because of that contact that we've made with them. And that's what Care Portal is really about. It's not about what we're giving the families. It's about what we're giving them and that's showing them the hands and feet of Jesus. So this is pretty cool. Um, the church's opportunity, as you can see, all of the orange areas are areas that um, are now running Care Portal. So that's pretty phenomenal. Um, so let's celebrate. Friendships are forming, homes are opening up, children are healing, families are reuniting, lives are changing, and this is just the beginning. Check out the powerful impact and beautiful stories being written in homes, neighborhoods, and communities across the United States and beyond. And it all starts with one simple connection. So, so far, the impact in the United States is 94,019 children served so far. An economic impact of the United States is 31,186,907. Churches in the United States using Care Portal is 2,714. And let me tell you that economic impact is how much the product you give them is worth. And so they, they just keep track of that so they know how much um, what we give them is worth. But how, how much do we know that a relationship with Jesus is priceless, right? Okay, so this is a video um, about Care Portal's impact, so just watch with us. Every year, more than 4 million children teeter on the brink of entering foster care. And more than 400,000 are in foster care, most of them for preventable reasons. The foster care system impacts more than you can imagine. 50% of the homeless, 60% of girls and women rescued from sex trafficking raids, and 75% of those incarcerated spent time in foster care. The foster care system is ground zero, the place where our efforts will have the absolute greatest impact on our communities. And here is the good news. So many of you care about these issues. Churches and agencies and businesses, community leaders all want to help. What we're missing is connection. The chance to collaborate and put our networks and resources together. Care Portal uses technology to make real-time care connections for kids and families in crisis. This platform helps us make the most vulnerable children our priority which makes them the single most powerful source for uniting and healing our communities as we serve together. Here's how it works. Caseworkers with child-serving agencies encounter needs of children in crisis every day. 
They enter vetted needs into Care Portal, which immediately makes local churches and community members who join the network aware, giving them a real-time opportunity to respond. This platform is designed to equip the local church to be at the point of care for these children and families in need. And it allows for the entire community to work together on any request. So whether it's one church that responds or a community of churches and businesses and individuals working together, Care Portal makes vital connections possible through an easy-to-use platform at your fingertips. So many of our children and families in child welfare are isolated. They don't have a support system. Care Portal can provide not only the physical needs for the children and family, but can also provide a support system and relationships. I look at the Care Portal as a platform for us to be able to do ministry uh, across denomination lines, across racial lines, across social economic lines, and the mission field is in our backyard. Sometimes, connection means meeting one need at just the right moment. At other times, connection starts life-changing relationships. When you join CarePortal, you're saying yes to connections that change lives, transform communities, and can reverse the foster care crisis in our nation. That yes makes children the priority, because every child matters, and what you do matters. Children have the power to change. Okay. So Care Portal connects your ministry to the children and families in crisis in your community. So there's a family in need, and they go to um, the child-serving professional, okay? So right now, all of ours are strictly job and family services in Stark County because there's no other agencies that have signed up yet. So they go to job and family services, and they have their little meeting with their caseworker, and the caseworker recognizes and probably goes into their home and recognizes things that they need. And so um, she will put that need into the care portal system. Okay, and what the really cool thing is and that I love about this is because, is because the caseworker is only gonna put that need into the care portal system if she knows that that mom or that dad or whoever should keep the child. It's a vetted need. If she's in fear of this child being hurt or harmed, it's not in here. So that is, to me, phenomenal. Because you know that caseworker feels like this family um, deserves what's going to come to them to keep their children. So I laugh. That's what they mean by vetted need. It's a vetted need. And sorry about my gum. My mouth gets too dry. I can't do it. So it goes into the Care Portal system, okay, and then Care Portal puts it all through and then it is shot to the churches. So I get an email, and I have the Care Portal app now, so I get, like, on my phone, it, like, pops up. There's a Care Portal need that has been put in. And so um, I can go in, and I can look at that need, and I can say, our church has this, they have this, or we can get this. And say they need a bed, and they need a mattress and a box springs, and they need sheets and, sheets and pillowcases and a pillow. Say... I don't have the bed. So I can say, well, I'll provide the pillow and the sheets and the blankets and, and I have the frame but not the mattress. So you can go in and you can just pick what you have to provide. 
So anything is better than nothing, right? Um, but let me tell you, God is a God of miracles. Um, and I'll share some of these testimonies when we're done. He is a God of miracles. Um, and, and when you think you can't, you can't, but he can. So I will, I will share that with you. But what I love, too, about Care Portal is um, they only let churches do this. They will let businesses provide finances, and they will let businesses provide the product if they're willing to, but they have to provide it to the churches, and only to the church families are allowed to go into the homes because they want you to make that connection and they want you to build those relationships because it's all about bringing people to know Jesus. Phenomenal. How many people in your church are like on the Care Portal app? I only have two people, I think, that have the app, but you can probably have as many as you want. Um, I have um, three people that get the emails and that can respond because you can't let everybody respond. You have to kind of have a lead person. Right now I'm the lead person, but I need to like push it off to somebody else because I'm too busy. Um, but until we had it up and running, um, but you have a lead person and then you have responders. And so you can go in and say, we're gonna meet this need and then you, you can go in and put responders in there so that they see what we're gonna be doing. So yeah, I'll talk more about that and give way more detail because I, if you haven't, been able to tell by now I love Care Portal. It energizes me. It is phenomenal. Yeah. So that's what it looks like in the email. Do you want to talk about that? So what it looks Go ahead like and tan up, stand up, turn around. Sorry. <laughs> so when you get the email from the job and family, this is what it looks like. It'll have like the request who put it in and then it'll say so-and-so, well, I don't think it puts their name, does it? No. No, it says, like, uh, the, this is a need for a single mom or whatever, you know. And then it says what, how, what way they need the help. They need a, a washer, a dryer, a bed, or whatever, you know. And then it says how you can be involved and how much estimate it would cost if you would just outright buy it brand new. Yep. I knew I needed her for something. <laughs> So the requesting partner is going to be, it always just says Care Portal, but at the bottom it'll tell you what agency, what agent it is, but you don't get that agent's phone number or anything until you hit respond. And once you hit respond, they get an email from you, and then they will give call you back or email you back. They don't call you. They email you back, and then they give you the name and the phone number of whoever the person in need is. So now you have their direct contact of the person who is in need and their phone number. You call them, you set up the time to deliver, and you make the connection. Most common needs, and um, just from doing it for the last seven months, beds, cribs um, are, are like the top is almost probably 80% of the needs are having beds because Job and Family Services requires you to have a bed for every one of your children to sleep in. So that's number one, because they want to make sure that the kids have a place to sleep so they don't have to take them from the homes. What do they classify as a bed? Just a mattress or do they have to have a place to bring them? I have not actually had anybody ask me that question. 
and we always provide the frame. You can buy a frame dirt cheap. Um, and I always look at it this way. If it was my kid, would I want them to have a frame? They don't have to have a headboard, you know, so. Um, I think they require the beds for at least stark because there's been times that we've had, they've had mattresses and not those. Yeah, I, th I think they do need the frames. Um, we have not had any needs for, for strollers, but we did have a mom who um, had to leave because of domestic violence, and so she left with pretty much nothing. She had two kids and had nothing, moved into a Section 8 housing, um, and she had nothing. And so um, this is God, and I'll, I'll just tell you here and now. It is God because we have a family in our church who work for a estate sale company. And so now that we know that we're doing Care Portal, they do their auctions, they do everything they need to to get the money to the families um, that have the auction. And then after it's all said and done and there's things that are left over, they allow our Care Portal team to come in and say, we want this, we want this, and we want this, and we take it home to my garage, of course, and store it <laughs> until until God provides something else. But we don't care. Our cars can stay outside forever. I don't care because this is, this is so God. It is so God. Um, we can sacrifice our garage so kids can have beds. Powerful. But we were able to bless this mom with pretty much everything and it was just phenomenal um, and just seeing seeing her heart just touched and her kids smiling when they had a bed and we were sitting down and we were putting together a toddler bed for her son and my husband was in putting a bed in her room and she sat down and she just had this look on her face and I was like are you okay she's like I don't remember the last time I had a bed and she's 24 years old so that's the kind of things that just like oh my gosh this is why we're doing it. So, um, and it's pretty phenomenal the ways that you can get things. Um, Facebook mar Marketplace is phenomenal and when you tell them what you're doing, there's a lot of times they're gonna give you things for a lot less. So don't ever think that you can't because God can. Sometimes we'll just put a need out like on Facebook, hey, we have a family with this need and then we get people respond, I have it. You know, just people that don't even go to our church, just random people that we know. Yeah. And they want to help provide, and then they say, let me know if you ever need anything else. So then we keep them in our loop and tell them when they have other, we have other needs. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's something I don't know anything about. My apologies. Um, I will tell you, um, the way it works for us is when we signed up as a Care Portal church, I could go in there and I could put the radius around our church, how far out we wanted to connect. Because you want to connect with those close to your church because the poor aren't necessarily going to have transportation to get to your church. And so you want to make sure that you connect with someone that can possibly get to your church if they want to. And so we had a 20-mile radius. Well, that was, like, way too much. And so I could go back in, and I reduced it to 15 miles. And, um, and that worked a lot better because we were able to get people um, in closer to our area because we're in Canton, and Canton is huge. So 15 miles was masculine, and, and it was part of, uh, part of Alliance. And so we were reaching way too far. 
And so you can go in and change it anytime that you want so that you reach more of your demographic area. Um, <clears throat> if there's two churches geographically close to each other and they both want to do this, do you then just draw a line in the sand or something? Or nope. Nope, we have a church that is six miles from us, the church that I was telling you about. And you can meet certain needs, they can meet certain needs, both of you see it. But like I said, she's a friend of mine, so um, if I see that she's already said she was going to meet a need before I got to it, I don't want two connections, even though that's okay. I would prefer that church go and that church have two or three connections. Because the more connections you have with somebody the more likely you're going to build a relationship. And it's not about competition. It's about collaboration, and it's about helping families. Does Care Portal, I mean, can you, how do you know the other churches that are involved in your area? The Care Portal app and the Care Portal um, e emails that I get, it'll, you can actually see on there the churches that are able to connect with that area. It'll tell you what churches are in that area that can connect. Because theirs is also like, this they also put the radius of how far theirs will go out and so it says this email went out to this church this church and this church all right so begin your enrollment is really just um we have some flyers um if you want to pass them out that are like a just a pamphlet about care portal and so since i didn't have anything i had to go grab things from pastor paris and i talked to the state rep for care portal okay and on the back is Olivia's name, Olivia's phone number, and Olivia's email address. She is our rep for the whole state of Ohio, and if you have not met her or know her, she is phenomenal. She also has a huge compassion for this and a heart for this, and she said if you guys have any questions, if you're interested in signing up, to please, please contact her. Um, also, I'm going to have my makeshift um, notebook here with, uh, you know, you do what you do when you have to, but there's a place for you to put your name, your email. It's, it's on the back of your card, of your paper. <laughs> but you can put your name, your email, and your phone number down, and I can get her to contact you if that's what you would like to do. But to begin enrollment, let me tell you the first thing to do is, of course, pray. The second thing you do is you make sure it's okay with your pastor. Your pastor has to be on board. And I can tell you there's times pastors may not be on board because mine wasn't at first and then I was kind of begging him because <laughs> I just felt like it was what we were supposed to do and now he is on board and he's seeing the impact that we're making and so now he is really on board and he loves it. Um, yes, there is a cost, but you want to hear something even more amazing that is a God thing. Governor DeWine loves this program, and so he has put it out there. There's like a grant um, that it is free to churches, and Care Portal, once you sign up, they handle all the grant part of it, and so it costs you nothing. For how long, I don't know, and I don't know what the initial cost is because so far we haven't had to pay for it. Um, yeah. Um, and to answer your second question, my pastor was um, concerned because I, you guys don't know, but about a year ago, I was almost dis disabled in a wheelchair. 
and um, my husband and I got hired on for Compassion Ministries, and I think that he was afraid it would be too much for us, and we wouldn't be doing the things that he'd hired us on to be, but I think now that we're doing it, he recognizes how much of a passion I have for it, and you know, you, you just can't say no to God. <laughs> you know, when he sees God working, you just can't say so no. There was, there was, so it was more pastoral for you and your husband rather than... We were hired. Any concerns about the program? Yeah, he didn't really know a lot about the Care Porter program. So he, uh, you know, as I discussed it with him more than once to okay. tell him how it works and uh, how much I just felt like it was something we were supposed to do, he, he said, I'll give it a try. We'll give it a trial run. Well, we're past that six-month trial run, and we're still going. So, <laughs> so um, and that's something you could bring to your pastor, too. You know, we can give it a try, and if you feel like it's not for the church, you know, we'll honor your decision. You always, always respect your pastor. Okay. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We. No, only the job and family services that have um, have applied to be on it are on it. And what another thing is is only certain caseworkers get to put in their needs because Care Portal is very sensitive to the churches and how much the churches are supplying. And they keep calling me and say, "Are you doing too much? Are you doing too much?" So they have more caseworkers that are willing to sign up in Stark County, but they're not letting them sign up because there's only three churches in Stark doing it. And so we just can't take on all the needs that we have. And so that's why we want to make sure other churches, I don't care, Baptist, Mennonite, whoever, I don't care. If you want to come help people, let's help people. Let's keep those kids out of the foster care system. All right, let, let, me, let me finish up, and I will at the end we'll ask more questions. Um, so anyways, begin your enrollment. You're going to want to talk to your pastor and pray. I, then you identify a team leader. So, like, if you yourself feel like, hey, I'm supposed to be the lead on this, um, you be the lead. But then you probably kind of know people around you that would, like, be, I'm in. I'm all in. So you grab those people, let, tell them to pray about it, ask them to be a part of your team. Um, and then you go into the computer, you get signed in, you customize how you want it done. And then they will come in and they will train you. Care portal will come in and train you, so you don't, you're not like out there on your own. They'll have a session where you have all your leaders with you and all your members, and they're going to train you, and, um, and then they're going to like explain how you develop the culture of responding and the discipleship that comes along with that. I think we're almost to the end, I promise. Okay, so family and kids, understand the culture of poverty. Um, Survival mode and social isolation, they might not be open to extended contact. We sometimes say, we know this is just a stop, drop, and roll. It's good, you know, it's not, just like people that come to your church, they're not all going to like your church and they're not all going to come back. You're going to go into a home and you're going to know, I, I just want what you're giving me, thank you, goodbye. 
Um, so, and you have to just respect that and just pray for them. And always protect the family's dignity. You never share their names with anybody. It's all, um, you know, you know how that works. But the nice thing is, is when they sign up for Care Portal through Job and Family Services, they can't get us in trouble and they can't get the caseworker in trouble for us having their names because they've signed that um, release. So sometimes um, the caseworkers can be skeptical of the church. Um, Got to remember there's sometimes secondhand trauma. Um, compassion fatigue is real. Um, sometimes you have to back off and allow other churches to do something while you take a rest. Don't feel like you have to continue to barrel forward even though it's hard because that's who we are, we're drivers. Um, and confident agency workers lead to more and, and better requests. And I will tell you that that is the truth. If anybody wants to read our joy wall, um, the joy wall is specifically for our church right now because we're pretty much the only ones requesting, answering the requests. And there's like this case where we're like, this church is phenomenal, this church uh, responds so quickly, this church is so kind, and you know, over and over and over. And so um, it's not just an outlet for us to reach the people we're ministering to, but also those caseworkers are seeing the church is finally doing what the church is called to do. Amen. Right? Amen. Orphans, right? Okay, unengaged local churches. Let's see what invite friends who are members of other churches. That's what we were talking about. More churches, stronger network. We already talked about that. Seek to empower relationships with families in the local church. it okay instigate spiritual conversations um, I can tell you me being able to talk to some of my friends about what God's doing and how he's providing it like sometimes their jaw drops <laughs> you know so it really is it's just like so widespread I mean it just care portal doesn't just affect you know the church people but when you tell the stories of God's miracles it's 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 impacting friends and families when they hear about it. It's so amazing. Um, illustration of living missionally. Um, this is me and my husband's heart, Ashley's heart. Um, we're all about people. I'm the person when I see the homeless guy along the road, I'm not necessarily going to give him money. But we have a dinner church real close. I'm going to pull out that dinner church invite, and I'm going to open up the door, and I'm going to say, hey, we'd love to see you there, and you know, I hope everything's okay. How many people are going to stop and even talk to that homeless guy? We've got to live missionally. We've got to have a heart for people because you know what? We are all made in the image of God. All right. How we do this work matters. All right. It says story time. Is that, is that a good thing? Guess what? Are we at the beginning? Now we get to do stories. All right, so I'm going to tell you a story that's not a story. It's real life. Whew. I'm going to cry probably, but it's okay, right? Because yes. God is so good. So we had a mom who had to leave her apartment because of domestic violence. She had three kids, and um, she needed everything. She needed beds, but the first thing she needed was beds. And so we gathered the beds 
and we were ready to take them to her. And when we were ready to take them to her, something happened to her and she had to get hospitalized, okay? And so when I talked to her, she's like, I'm in the hospital. I'm not gonna be there to let you in to put my beds up for my kids. So can you take them to my sister's house? I'm like, absolutely. So we go to her sister's house and we just are like unloading all the stuff into this little tiny section eight apartment. You guys, I don't know if you've ever seen them, they're not big. And so we, this whole living room was pretty much full of the three beds for her kids and dressers. And, and the sister said to me, do I have to be part of job and family services to get a bed for my son? I'm like, no. <laughs> and so I think it was two days later, we loaded up a bed for the little boy and, and a mattress and a box spring and comforter and everything that he needed. And um, just, she got our information, we got hers, just conversation after conversation. We never took her anything else ever again, but just conversation after conversation, inviting her church. She would bring her to church, I would bring her to church. We'd sit in the parking lot and she wouldn't come out and get into the car and we're like, she wouldn't be awake, but we just kept trying. We just kept trying. One of these times she's gonna come and she finally started to come and she loved it. And her little boy had never been really socialized. Put him in the nursery, he wanted nothing to do with it, right? Because he's not been socialized. So time after time, she'd keep trying to put him in the nursery. She'd come. My boyfriend, he'll never come. He got hurt in church. He'll never come to church. And I'm like, well, we're just going to keep praying for him. And she would come. She would come. And she went to the altar and asked Jesus to endure her heart. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> so, um, and time after time, her boyfriend was like, okay, I'll come. So he came once. Then he wouldn't come. Then he'd come. Then he wouldn't come. The little boy now cries when he has to leave nursery. <laughs> um, so I hinted to her, because they're living together. I'm like, you know, Pastor Dave and I both know how to marry people. So, if, you know, if you ever decide you wanted to get married, we'd be able to do it for you. I left it at that. Two months later, he's coming every time. She's coming every time. They're coming on Monday nights because we have Celebrate Recovery and we have Grief Share and we have our dinner church. So then they're coming Monday night. We have every other Tuesday we have a dinner church at a different location. We have food ministry. So then they started coming helping with that. They started to call me Mama. They started to call my husband Papa. And the little, and the little boy started to call me Mama. And I just have to tell you, I lost my son 10 years ago. And I have other children, but I have no grandkids, and I cry for grandbabies. <laughs> Sorry, but I do. And he gave me one. He gave me a spiritual grandbaby. And so they called and like, can we talk to you? We have a question. So we met with them, and they're like, what would it take for us to get married? I was like, well, you have to get your marriage license, and then, you know, then you decide. How do you want to do it? Do you want to get married in the church? Do you want to get married someone else? But, but it's up to you. Well, we want to get married, and we want you and Pastor Dave to do the wedding. So this Friday, coming up, I will get to officiate with my husband my very first wedding. Oh. And when we drop them off and pick them up, there's hugs, there's kisses. There's, I love you, Papa, I love you, Mama, because their relationships with their parents are messed up. 
but we tell them over and over again, we do not replace your family. We, we will not tell them we're your mom, we're your dad, we are your spiritual parents because we don't ever want their parents to think we're trying to take their kids from them. So you have to be very, very sensitive and you have to be very, very wise. And we know the one who is the person who gives us wisdom and that's Jesus. So always, always ask him for wisdom. So that is one of my stories. Um, one of my other stories is a mom who also was running from domestic violence and came, that was the one I told you earlier, had nothing and that sat and cried because she hadn't had a bed. She couldn't remember when she had a bed. And so just time and time again, we would take more things over, you know, because we couldn't fit everything in our van at the same time. So we, we went over there probably about five times. And with my disability, I can't lift things. It's my back and my legs get numb and stuff. And so I get the privilege of sitting in the living room and just talking with the moms normally and just sharing you know, and just loving on them and loving on their kids. And man, well, let me tell you, when that two-year-old little colored boy climbed up in my lap and fell asleep, that was like precious to me. You know, there's another spiritual grandbaby not yet, but he's gonna be. And so there was one time I couldn't get a hold of her and I was like very concerned, you know, and they're very transient with phone numbers. I don't know why, but it's like they can't pay for it. So they lose that one and they get another one and they have a different phone number and they always have a different phone number. But I just felt like I was supposed to go over and I knocked on their door and she come to the door and she's all groggy. And the kids are like running at me just like for me to hug them and hold them. And, and the little girl kept on going back and forth to the kitchen back. And she's this, she has a learning disability and I couldn't really totally understand what she was saying. And I knew she was hungry because she kept on saying something and coming out, saying something and coming out. And her mom's like, just leave me alone, just leave me alone. Like she was just groggy from sleeping and I don't know. She could have been on drugs, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. All I could see is that those kids were hungry. So I sent my husband to McDonald's. We got burgers, we got fries. We sat in that house and we watched those kids scarf down those burgers and those fries and the mom. Then the boyfriend who didn't want us to know that he had been back into the life came down the steps and I said, hey, Jonah, would you like a burger and fries? You have to not judge, but love. Amen. Okay. And so I went back again another day and she asked me, how do I get my GED? And so I walked her through what it would take for her to take the classes. And so the next time I went over, she's like, I signed up for my GED classes. See, I'm taking my classes. They're hard. She said, well, I hope you don't mind. I used you as a mentor. No, she hasn't accepted Jesus yet. But she's on her way. No judgment, just love. So that's what Care Portal is about. Okay? Now, we don't have very much time, but questions. Yes? You said something in passing about the county or the agency has to uh, agree. I'm just wondering, um, up in, you know, if Geauga County or Lake County has this program. I've never heard of it until today. I've been trying to get a hold of Lake County and there to get them involved they're not yet but here's hoping yeah the lady on the back of your flyer that you got that Olivia she is the one that you can send an email to and she will be able to answer that question I, I'm sorry I don't know so where you said Dark County is rough, correct? yes and JFS is the only one that handles it there. right now so yeah. it just depends on your county's 
someone else besides JFS may handle it, or if JFS doesn't handle it? No, other other agencies can can be a part of it as long as it's a children's services. Stephanie also said that their local school puts in a request. Yes, yeah. local schools can do it as well because they have family service specialists inside of schools and they can also do that. What do you mean kinds of services? Yes, yes, yeah. Olivia would have that information for you. So you said your radius now for your church is how many miles? 15 miles out. 15, and how many requests do you, I mean, you're a bigger area than we are, but how many requests do you normally get in a month's time? It, it really varies. Okay. Um, like this week, we only got one request. The week before we had two, the one week we had four. So it really depends on the needs that come through Job and Family Services. And, and so that request is going specifically to you or to everybody? Everybody that signed up for Stark County. Okay. Everybody that had, actually anybody in that radius. You know, that radius, if it hits their radius. That's right. You know, that's, um, I just thought, too, do you guys always pair with somebody when you go make a delivery? I just think go by yourself. We never go alone. Okay, I just wanted to throw that Never out. go alone. Um, we always try to have a guy and a girl, always. Is there an app and way that sometimes you can give money? Is there a way to electronically just send money through this app instead of? There is. Um, I don't understand it all, but there is. It's called a sponsor, I believe, and they can actually like sponsor. But like your only your own church could have a care portal, say fund that you would be able to have people give to, and then you would be able to draw from that account in your church. But there also is one that you can give to care portal online, and it would I think I don't know if they're allowed to do it by county or what, but there is a way to to donate. They have something called. Um, champions and that's businesses in your area that say they might want to participate and so they can be a champion and fund um, your area and so there's so much to it there's so much to it God is so good yes no but we we personally did they didn't ask us to, but we, all of the ones that we have going the homes have been checked by Job and Family, by our church. Yeah, yeah, we did background checks. But our church did our own background checks. Right. We just want to protect ourselves, which is never dumb. <laughs> Right. Anybody else? Well, our our area is pretty big, and like I said, we're about the only church. There's only two of us in the area, so it's it's probably about five to six hours a week for me. But I have a team, you know, and I can be like, okay, some one of my team members, like if there's a clothing need. We have a friend of mine has a clothing place that she has for homeless, and so we'll send that need to her, and she supplies all the clothes we need. And what you have to remember is these things don't have to be new. They just have to be nice. And not even like nice, nice, but some of these people have gone from having nothing. So, 
I mean, we don't want it falling apart. But, you know, you just never know. I think that initially the better thing to do is just take some and then get to know her better before you would do that. You probably can, but I just think the better I thing is. Because, like, like, yeah, because, like, with my spiritual daughter now, absolutely, you know, I mean, because that relationship has been built. But you, you want to protect yourself and you want to protect her, too, because you don't know her well enough necessarily to, to take her somewhere. And I'll just say that personally. You just, you just don't know. They just all are bunched in there, but I mean, you, you we're pretty smart people that be like, I'd much rather have a bed than I would rather have cleaning supplies because you can use a little bit of Dawn soap and clean anything, you know? Um, and there's big needs, there's little needs. Um, and I'll just tell you this miracle thing. We had a family we provided beds for, again, a different family. She had three kids, but only one of them was living with her. Well, we provided her a bed and her daughter a bed and then we went back again to give her a headboard because we got a headboard for her. And uh, she's like, well, my son moved in with me now because we had a bed. So now she's sleeping on an air mattress. So we're like, yeah, that's not happening. So the next time we took her a bed. So her son was able to move back in with her or wanted to because she had a bed for him. So you just, you just never know what the impact's going to be, you know, so. It's good stuff, I'm telling you. It's a great program. Great ministry. It's not a program. We don't like programs. We like ministries. It's the heart of Jesus. You had um, started to talk about if you go into the portal, can you see the other churches that are involved? Yes. They're listed and stuff? The ones in your area. Yeah, the ones in your area. It shows you as them being a connector. All right. You can see my joy wall, but you'd have to come see my phone. So absolutely you can see it. I don't know. I, d I don't know because, like I said, we're about the only ones providing. I think that Grace Fellowships was on our joy wall. So I think when they comment, we see theirs too. So I'm pretty sure that you see because the joy wall was, I think, in your area. And I think that it shows Grace Fellowships. When Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would say no. I would say it would probably be specific for your area. Yeah. I will try. Can you try? It's on the back of that pamphlet. Is it? Yeah, it's on the back of that pamphlet. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, right in there. That's the one you're talking about. I know what she said. Yeah. All right. If you can see, you can do that. Oh, it's not very long. It was like, I think it was like five hours for us, and, and our church provided like a meal, so it wouldn't have had to been that long. But we wanted. Yes. 
Yes, Care Portal actually will come in, probably Olivia's team and whatever. If she has a rep in your area, she'll bring, she'll bring the rep from your area and they will train you and it teaches you how to get on your computer, sign in, they'll sign you up then and there and they'll get things moving for you and they'll train you how to respond to needs and how to, to add your team members in. This is all I have, but what she's talking about is champions, the ones in the community that want to donate. Um, and I don't think it has to just specifically be financial. Um, we have um, pregnancy um, parenting in our community, and if I need a crib or if I need a high chair or if I need a car seat, I can call them. And, and you know, they get donations all the time, and their warehouse is, like, sometimes overloaded. And so if they have extras, they more than gladly give it to me. You know, and so those connections are great connections to make. You can have these. Absolutely, that's totally up to you. If you're just going to do that personally, yeah. Well, it, it really depends on your community because if job and family services are not signed up yet, you can't get a request. So with us, I was like so on board with it that I wanted to have churches on the, on the care portal ready to go so that when job and families put their requests in there was somebody to meet that need. So it was probably a month before we got ours because we didn't have any job and family services up. But now we have three or four caseworkers that are able to put them in for us. So it really depends on your community. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of in an area where we have uh, four counties coming together. And um, would you recommend sticking with one county or being able to, if, if in the situation where all four are registered or are you know, promoting care portal, uh, would you recommend going with one? Or like, what would be kind of a scenario in that? I think it really would depend on the location of your church because if you stick into the radius, I think it's just going to incorporate whoever's in your area. So I don't think it's going to matter um, as far as county. I don't think it matters. But it may because you would have to have a certain county reporting your needs. So more than likely, it's just going to be the county your church is in. Yeah. 